1: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. We've got chaos, even though it wasn't the chaos everybody was talking about all weekend. Chaos in the sense that the Yankees are playing at Fenway Park against the Red Sox in the wildcard game on Tuesday. But Scott, before we do that, I need to issue a statement. I need to apologize to all of the listeners of the Bronx Pinstripe Show for how I started Friday's episode. I said, the Yankees, it looks like they have locked up home field advantage in the wild card game. And you stopped me and said, oh, you're really doing that. And I was confident because the Yankees had just swept Boston and just taken two out of three against Toronto. And the the Red Sox were struggling with the freaking 105 loss Baltimore Orioles. But you know what? I forgot. I forgot that this is the 2021 Yankees. And I forgot that the 2021 Yankees make it difficult. They make it difficult on themselves. They make it difficult on the fans. They make it difficult for everybody because they just cannot freaking get out of their own way. And the Rays, who were just taking a nice lollygag in the Bronx this weekend, making sure no one pulled a hamstring or threw out a rotator cuff, took two out of three from you and almost swept your asses if they just maybe didn't pitch to Aaron judge in the ninth inning on Sunday. So I am sorry again. I'm sorry. I forgot this Yankees team. They're tough. You almost they're screwed tough. that up. It was, it was very squarely on you. And that, I had a bad feeling as soon as you said it, to be honest, as soon as you opened your mouth and started saying that, but it's fine. They got to the place that they needed to not, no, playing at home no. like they wanted no. to, they did not. This is a, this is a failure. They had no, no, the no. home they, field they, in their grasp. They controlled the home field destiny for them. They take two out of three. This weekend against a team, like I said, that was just trying to not get injured. And you're playing the game in in the Bronx on Tuesday and not at Fenway Park. Now, uh, it might not matter because I'm not really afraid of the Red Sox. You just swept the Red Sox at Fenway Park. And I don't think the Red Sox are very good. I would have been much more concerned, honestly, if Toronto somehow squeaked their way into a a game 163, beat the Red Sox. And then we're coming to the Bronx and it was Toronto riding a hot hand, the underdog mentality i would have been more afraid of that than going to fenway park frankly but this is make no mistake about it this is a failure it's not because they just needed to get to the wild card none of this none of it matters where you play it it. it's a it's a one game it's a one game thing if you think that the the the, uh tampa bay rays were not coming in to yankee stadium to i know get rid of them I know. eradicate the New York Yankees before the playoffs make them not make the playoffs because that would have been big news if they didn't make the playoffs then you're crazy if you didn't think that I mean no I they scored a bazillion runs on Saturday do you think that did it look like they were trying to let up they were just it's, trying to pass on no they were not they were for effect Scott they were trying to end the New York Yankees and they almost did they almost did if they if they didn't waste all those runs on Saturday uh you know they they could have scratched a couple on across on Sunday and they would have exactly done that because the the Yankees bats were completely absent. So, yeah. yeah, they almost did it. They almost they almost came in and and broke the hearts because if the Yankees had lost today, uh, Toronto won, right? Yeah, they yeah, it so would have been would be a play-in game at that yep. point with Toronto. Yep. And that's really what Tampa was playing for is to create the chaos because they get to play, they get to play the wild card team in the ALDS. So, the more games that each of those teams have to play before they get to the ALDS, the better it is for Tampa. No, I was just you know, because if, even though the, the Rays are playing spoiler in that situation, they didn't have as much to play for as the Yankees and the Yankees played terribly this weekend. And if it weren't for like a almost miracle comeback on Friday night, which was basically gifted to the Yankees, then uh, it it, it would have looked a lot more lopsided this weekend. Yeah, no, it's true. and And Saturday's game just you know, when Pathetic. you see a lopsided one like that, it's, uh, it, it just puts a bad taste in your mouth going into the, the playoffs. But again, like I said, nothing matters now at all. Nothing matters. Nothing, nothing matters at all. It doesn't Few matter what matter. happened in the last Red Sox series. It doesn't matter what happened this weekend. It doesn't matter what happened today. Nothing matters. Nothing at all matters. It's all about the next game. And that's it. That's it. That's the beauty about baseball. One and done. Yeah. And this is obviously the Yankees ever since. They realize we're not catching Tampa. This is what they were playing for. Get Garrett Cole lined up for a one-game wild card. Garrett Cole, we, we talked about in the last episode, has not been vintage Garrett Cole. He's pitched to like a 615 ERA in the month of September, which is highly concerning. I'm pretty confident, though, that Cole will give them something decent at the very least. Like, I I don't expect Cole to get knocked out in the second inning. Like He's not going to lay an egg, but... If everyone's hoping for seven innings, twelve strikeouts, no runs, I, I don't know that Cole is in a is in a position right now, health wise, to to be doing that. Um, I, I just I think that would be most surprising. Honestly, is a, an absolute lights out performance just for how he's pitched over the last month. I think that when you go into uh, Fenway Park for this wild card game and Garrett Cole's on the mountain, he's not going to feel a lot of the things he's that are hurting or not, if he's sore. I'm he's, not worried about him pooping himself. There's There's going to be an insane amount of adrenaline going through that man's body. And when you have that much of a, a big game and this guy just, you know, how he mentally gets before these games. I think that any of those those little little, little tiny things that are mechanically or, or you know affecting him in, in some of these regular season games, they kind of go away and the moment just takes over your body and you and you are who you are. And I think that's what that's what Garrett Cole will do. So would it surprise me at all if he threw eight innings shut out ball? It would not surprise me. Not it at not all. Surprise it wouldn't me. surprise you at all. No, because I think he's a big game pitcher. And I think these are the exact moments big game pitchers get up for. And again, I think the adrenaline in a moment like this can absolutely carry you through a day and through a start. So the guy has every every bit of an eight inning shutout ball uh game in his in his body it's there it's just a matter of it shows up. Just a matter of it no, shows up on this particular day. I disagree because this is not a question of his mental toughness or his ability to pitch in a, in a big game. We've obviously seen that before. This is a question of why isn't there life on his fastball? And if there's no life on his fastball, and he's only getting the the about half of the swings and misses as he was normally getting on his fastball, that means more deep counts. That means a hundred pitches through five and a third innings or something like that. So, so that's what my concern is. My concern has nothing to do with Garrett Cole, the the pitcher and and the big game pitcher specifically. Yes, Garrett Cole, he can nut up with the best of them. I don't think that uh, the Red Sox are going to be going in there looking to extend the counts. Because I think they're going to be swinging that they're an aggressive team I think they're going to go out there and swing the bats I think they're going to go out there and swing the bats and we are either going to see swings and misses or we're going to see barrels And that's going to be the bigger difference if he's not Locating and and he's leaving the ball over the plate when he's not uh, When he's not looking to do that Then we have much bigger problems, but I have a feeling we're going to find that out sooner than later if he's up there and and he's in the zone, and he's he's thrown the if he's thrown strikes early in the count, these Red Sox batters are going to jump. They're going to try to be aggressive. I don't see them as a, a team that's that's out there trying to work a account. What about the fact that the offense qu- like seemingly has just disappeared? And maybe it's just Tampa pitching, right? Maybe Tampa pitching is the reason that they disappeared. I'm sure that that has a factor. They hit Evaldi last time out. You confident they can hit Evaldi again? Hopefully. I mean, they got to Evaldi, dude. Nathan Evaldi can't be the guy that shuts us down, right? This is it had to be Nathan Evaldi. He did it in the playoffs a couple years. Ago. He, I know he's done it, but he can't. He he can't be the guy. The, the, he can't be that guy. That's that's the mentality that has to happen. He can't be the guy. So yeah, I. I is anyone on the team but, that played with uh, other than Brett Gardner? Is there anyone on the team right now that played with Nathan Avaldi? I don't. I think Gardner. Not look. with Avaldi. Did Tyler Wade play with Avaldi at one point? Yeah, I think. They <laughs> yeah, did. Tyler, Tyler I think some of the. Field for ten years. What no, year was the last so. year that Ovaldi was here? Uh, I want to say 2015. Was it? That's my guess. He, he's um, I don't know. He's a guy that the the Yankees absolutely have to get on. The thing is, is with this team. You just don't know what team's going to show up. Is it going to be the team that swings and misses every time or is it going to be the one that said that, that 16. So yeah, a lot of them played with them. Well, yeah. Uh, Sanchez, they, 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 you know, they Josh. talked to him in the in the dugout and in the although Sanchez is going to him gonna in be the, in the game uh, in the clubhouse. Sanchez isn't going to be in the game, so uh, that, that's not going to matter. Uh, Sanchez had a, a terrible weekend and you know, Higgy caught three days in a row. He caught Cole in Toronto and then he caught Was it uh, Kluber in Toronto? And then he caught the first game against Tampa at home. So that's three games in a row. This doesn't matter. I'm not complaining about a starting catcher. But like Higgy is the starting catcher at this point. He's the starting catcher in the playoffs, I think. Obviously not just because of the wild card game. But I think that Higgy, let's do this. If if the Yankees get to an ALDS against Tampa, we obviously know one of the games will be Cole, which means Higgy will be catching. Will Hig? Who will catch the other games? I think it's going to be Higgy. So it depends who's pitching. Kluber possibly, Um, Cole definitely. So the other, the other uh, Monty, probably Gary Sanchez. Sanchez and Monty didn't really look like they were had anything going on Saturday. They're not going to just throw Higgy the entire time. They're they're not going to have him behind the plate. They did last, and it doesn't matter. He'll look at matchups. He'll look at obviously we know the the personal catching situation of where it is right now. So that will dictate who's the catcher behind the play. It's not going to. Nothing else will dictate it. The, uh, yeah. So San- Sanchez had a had a bad weekend, and him and Glaber uh, getting a lot of heat from from fans this weekend. And and the play with Glaber on Saturday after the game was already a blowout. So I, I by no means I'm saying that if Glaber Torres hustles on the pass ball strikeout and makes it to first base that it has any impact on the game because it doesn't. But it's an optics thing. You're getting your asses kicked. You're in in danger of having to play a, a wild uh, a play-in for a wild-card game, and he's lollygagging it, half-assing it to first base. It's a horrible look. And the problem is that this keeps happening with him. This isn't the first time he's, he's half-assed on the baseball field. It's happened multiple times. I tweeted on Saturday, Bench Gleyber Torres, and then I said, I've said that about 12 times this year. So, I mean, but you know, they're not going to do it at this point. So it's, it is, that's the it problem is it is. That, that's, that's, you talk about accountability. If you've said that word a hundred times on this podcast, this season, there's no accountability with him. So it keeps happening. He's like a child. If you don't punish the child, he's going to keep making the same mistakes. He's going to keep doing the same bad thing. You don't want him to do. He's uh, he's been hitting the ball lately, and I think that's the reason why they want him in the lineup. Yes, of so, course I know the he's the best he's... option, especially with Lemayo out. I know this. So that's I'm not it. stupid. That's, that's it. But that's it. That's so, that's why so, he's going to be in there. And no, so it doesn't matter. Just like I tolerate said, tolerate his, his no. Yes, reasons. you have to. This is the thing. The Yankees right. are what they are this year. They they are a flawed team with with uh, with bad mechanics. Some yes. some people that don't have a lot of things. Yeah, they're going into a one game playoff, and that's it. They're going into a one-game playoff with all of those flaws, with all of the good things, but all of the flaws, and they're either going to win that game and then and then go into a longer series, which they'll have to deal with a lot more of these problems. But this one game, it doesn't matter. When they're going so into so, this so one let's game... Let's just stop talking, then. Let's not talk about anything anymore because it doesn't they, matter. It's just one game. Who cares? Oh, throw it out the window. Whatever they need happens, one game. They need offense. They absolutely need offense for this game, and they're going to put out their best offensive lineup when they're when they're coming up against the Red Sox. If, yes, I, I, if I got Nathan Ivaldi out there, I want Gleyber Torres up at bat. The way he's been swinging lately, all that dumb shit that he does. Hopefully, I mean we know it's it's not the tr- it's not the tr- the truth. It's not the case. But when when Judge is in his ear, when these guys are in his ear afterwards, you hope that he hears it from the players and and tries to do something. But if he's swinging the bat well, that's where he's going to be. The Yankees are in this position. Yeah. Okay. But I I, I would have benched Gleyber. I don't think Gleyber Torres should have played on Sunday. That's how, that's how bad it was. And I know he's your best offensive option, especially because LeMahieu's on the 10-day IL now. He was gonna tr- he's a sports hernia. So we thought it was a hip all-year sports hernia. It's going to need off-season surgery. It's the same thing Luke Voigt had a couple years ago and he needed surgery. It's a serious thing. And Boone said they were going to try and get him back and see if he could play Sunday. That didn't work out. He used the word, uh, I think Boone said, he's too compromised. So he just... He's not healthy enough to play, so he's on the IL. So without him, of course, Gleyber Torres and Odor are your starters. I get it. But today, even though it was a must-win game, I would not have started Gleyber Torres for the shit that he's pulled all season. He's a losing player with a losing mentality. I know he's the most talented player that they have options now to put at second base. I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about his mentality. It's a loser mentality. At this point, they're, they're just too late in the season to do anything about it, so they has not been doing anything all season long, they're not going to do anything right now. Yeah, It's That's a frustrating it. thing. It's a frustrating thing, and you're right, in a one game, it probably won't matter, but I have no doubt, over a five-game series, if they make it that far, something will happen with him, or something will happen with someone in the infield that causes problems because everyone's playing out of place. You've got LeMahieu out, so you've got Glaber at second because he couldn't play shortstop. So you've got Gio, who made unreal play today, running, falling into the dugout at full speed. And with the reactions of everybody, like I thought he snapped his leg in half or something because he sort of slipped and slid into the dugout at full speed. I was like, he might have landed and his knee might have bent backwards and like, say love, Gio Rochelle. That's what I was thinking. And he stayed in the game amazingly. But you've got him playing out of position at shortstop, and you've got Odor playing out of position at third base, all because Gleyber Torres can't play shortstop. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could go back and look at the, the Yankees put him at a, in shortstop. They, they put him there. They put themselves in this position. It's too, also so. on Brian Cashman, 100%. Gio Rochelle's play today. I mean, they're they're on, they have, he's shifting over, obviously, makes that ranging play. You, you see shades of uh, Jeter going into the stands. Gio Rochelle just completely disappears. I mean, absolutely disappears. Covered in a, a lot of a lot of ground. You could definitely tell that he was banged up afterwards. Oh, Even sure. the the last play running down, uh, running down the line, he was he was uh, he was struggling to run that line. So hopefully he's able to, you know, move without too much of a hitch, come uh, come wildcard game because that's that's a big deal. He's going to be out there playing shortstop, or you're going to see. Uh, someone else, if he if you know that's that's one guy I'm, I'm i'm keeping my eye on the waiver or not on the waiver wire i got my eye on fantasy football too i got my my uh my eye on the news because if he comes up uh with any kind of an injury that's a real big problem for the yankees so what are they hoping that he just gets a big you know sleeps on sleeps well on this thing and is, is all good but they need him out there for sure yeah tyler wades your are starting shortstop in a one-game playoff if for can't go he stayed in the game so i'm Fairly confident he's going to play on yeah. Tuesday, but like I was shocked he walked. He walked out of that toilet. like again with the reactions of everybody and how concerned Boone looked. I thought he broke his leg. Yeah, because when you hit cleat on uh, on concrete, like if he hit the steps or wherever he hit, like that's you start ice skating at that point. And God knows what happens with momentum. You know, it's not good, not good at all. So and it, it's really it's a good thing that God, God forbid, the the Tampa Rays you know, have some guys there to catch his ass. God forbid. Yeah. They, the K and Singleton mentioned how like no one, he was even close to him. Um, but, they, but they didn't get out of the way necessarily. I just don't think anyone was there. I don't think anyone realized he was going to go flying into that one opening in the dugout. So I'm not blaming. I, I, You know what? This is an opportunity to get some bulletin board material. Okay. Here. You know, we should right. blame them. We should blame them for not trying to catch him. You let him fly. They just watched him fall. They just watched him fall. It they pushed like a, him. Like a Did matador. What? Uh, uh, Kiermaier pushed him. Yeah, someone tripped that? him. Someone yeah. tripped him when he was coming down in. Like he was already falling, and then they tripped him. Someone and uh, they and they took the card out of his wallet. Someone put a little batting donut. They know her plays. Some bitches right in the top step, so he slipped and, and fell into the dugout. Yeah, they know. They know the Yankees' plays. Oh no, there there are no plays on the play sheet for the Yankees. It's just trying to hit a home run. That that's what the card says. They, they got, got th- their shifts. They got swing all their hard, hit ball far. That's what the card says. No, but it was, it it was a, uh, I thought that was a, you know, a, an emotional play, obviously. And, And I think that, I don't know if it had any, any direct impact because it still wasn't a scoreless game into the ninth inning. But, uh, I thought at the time, you know, if, if this doesn't motivate the team to start playing better, I don't know what will. And. The Yankees lineup, I think, the next inning just went down one, two, three. I think it was the heart. Of, I think it was the heart of the Yankees lineup. Michael K said the heart of the Yankees lineup is up. They went down one, two, three against Ray's pitching. That's legitimately just out there throwing their fifteen pitches. Like that's uh, I got to get my though, fifteen pitches in. That's the difference with the Rays. They're so deep. They're so deep with these with the bullpen that yeah, they might be getting their fifteen pitches in. Again, I still think they're trying to bury and end the Yankees, but these guys are, are. There's a lot of talent out there, no matter who's in the game. So, you know, if the Yankees are in one of these swing and miss uh, moments, which they are right now, this is where this is where they are. They're in that in the lull. They're on the backside of a hot streak, which isn't great. So, hopefully, they can get back and, and muster this up for for Tuesday night because these usually don't just start and stop. With this team this year, it's like you have a little bit of a lag. That's the insanely infuriating thing. The team has flashes of, of greatness, I'll even say. They won 13 games in a row. At one point, they had an extended streak where they were playing 600 baseball, and they just swept the freaking Red Sox to secure to at least give them control over where the wildcard game w- w- was played and then they fell back on their faces. It's time after time this keeps happening with C. That's what makes it difficult to root for this team. Do we so when we're looking at this uh this game, do we have does do we know if Avaldi's lining up for it? Yeah, they lined up Avaldi for the for the wildcard game. Right, so Avaldi Avaldi Cole sale pitched today. He did not pitch well. Um but he got pulled they, early too. I wonder, I wonder the if they have... pulled him early enough to uh, get him back out there. Four. The Red Sox have, yeah, like, he only pitched, I think, two and a third. The Red Sox have not announced a starter. Um, But let me, I'm going to pull up Evaldi. Yeah, that's tonight. what I meant. Because I didn't see the the announcement of Evaldi yet. By Evaldi the pitched time we're the 29th. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's lined up. Yep. He's lined up. And they were having, I have some buddies who were uh, Red Sox fans and they were talking about the, the debate in uh, Boston morning sports is uh, Chris Sale or Nathan Avaldi for the the ball in game one. That's a, that's a conversation that I don't think ever, I did not think would ever happen in a million years. Yeah, but you know why it's happening. Yeah, because Chris Sale is not the same guy right now. He's, just, he's coming back from surgery. He's got decent I mean, numbers, but yeah, he's not the same guy. Oh, he's coming back from surgery, and all has been their best pitcher consistently all year. If we're talking pitching matchup and who has the advantage, obviously the Yankees have the advantage, and the Yankees have the advantage in the bullpen. Some of the Yankees have pieced together a bullpen that I actually have a lot more confidence in now than I did a week and a half, two weeks ago. Luizica's back and looks like he's all right, which is great news. Chad Green... Still scares me a little bit. He's but he's been pitching me. much better lately. He scared me today, though. He'd run around, there was a runner on second base, and there was a freaking piss missile out to right field that was hit right at Judge. It would have been a run. And Severino Severino didn't pitch in the series, so he didn't pitch right. since Thursday. So I was kind of surprised they didn't get him an inning at some point this, this weekend. Yeah, me too cuz a guy like that who's coming back, you know, they've been messing around with his pitch count and the amount of innings that we we talked about that last episode. You'd think that they want to keep him consistent with the way that he's coming out of there. So, I don't know, maybe they maybe they believe rest is a better thing than the consistency and 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 that's, you know, that's what his but body needs at this point, but Wandy Peralta pitched today and Luis yeah. Severino didn't. That's a problem. It was a must-win game. That's a problem. I mean, Wandy Peralta's been pretty good. I like Monty Peralta. Monty Peralta's on. got a lot of heart. If we're He's talking Moxie. bullpen pecking order. Wandi there's no Peralta. bullpen pecking order. You, there's no bullpen pecking order at this point. Who's 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 rolling out that bullpen pecking order? A guy that I'll doesn't tell you know what, what, the a, pecking what an order, order it's, means. It's Chapman. Then it's Lovizaga. Then it's probably Chad Green, but it should be Luis Severino. Then it's Luis Severino. Then it's Clay Holmes. Then it's, then it's probably Lucas Lickey. Then it's probably Wandy Peralta, and then I think it might be Michael King. I think I think Peralta's higher than. Uh, well, again, they, he, he will use Peralta in a in a situation where, you know, there's a tough lefty, and then Peralta could pitch to uh, to to anybody. But if he's trying to get one particular guy out that from the left hand side, I could see him going in there. But, my, but my- look, I, I do believe that the you're you're right. They've put together for this wild card game because that's the what we're talking about at this point. Yep. They've put together an arsenal out there, and th- yeah. I think it's actually a big strength. So if we see Cole, you know, struggling at any point, they're not going to be—they're not going to let. And Garrett Cole's a guy you'd let work through it to a, to an extent not, more not, than anybody not, else. Not right now. Not, though. not in this particular game with what they no. have in the bullpen. And everybody it, will be ready to go. Also, it, it's—I think—a big part of the reason why you're not going to have Garrett Cole push it is because of how he's pitched for a month. If he's been. If 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 Garrett Cole was pitching like he was in April and May, I don't care who's in the bullpen. I don't want anyone pitching other than Garrett Cole. But that's not the same guy right now, right? Well, oh, and that's why I think that if he gets into, I think his control early. I'm, that's what I'm watching. The, the The first thing I'm watching is his control and how how he's like. You, you said that the the Red Sox might go deep into a count, or that's how you know he'll get into trouble around the fifth inning with a high pitch count. If he's getting into a high pitch count. And not aggressive around the strike zone early, then I think it's going to be tough, sailing, tough sledding for him. That I think that's I'm I'm watching that in the first inning. Is he able to throw the, the ball over the plate when he wants it? Um, are they making contact with the ball over the plate? If they're if they're if they're making good contact with the ball over the plate in the first inning, he might be in for a long day. But so if he's Col- peppering the zone and they're trying to be aggressive early because they see something and they know they got to jump on him because if they get behind in the count, they're done. Cole sometimes get gets bit by the pitch count monster if he can't put hitters away with his with his fastball and gets get swings and misses, which we've seen, because then they foul it off. Even if it's barely making contact, that's contact. So then you're talking about instead of a four-pitch strikeout, it's a 6 pitch, pitch six six pitch strikeout. And that adds up. That adds up. He's still going to strike out a lot of people because he's a strikeout pitcher and he's going to throw a lot of high fastballs in the zone, and those get swings and misses a lot, but they also get a lot of foul pop-ups. So that's where he can get in trouble with the pitch count is if he's not getting the the fastball swings and misses and that's my biggest concern yeah well i think that's that's definitely a concern I don't so the thing is, is even even if he gets there, if he's if he's that six pitch strikeout guy right if he's if he's that and and he drives his his um his pitch count up i i don't know I have a feeling the Red Sox will be making more contact to get to that. I, I don't know he can, can, can go five innings with going deep in accounts like that. I just the Red this Red Sox team isn't isn't that type of team. You know what I mean? Like I well, see them jumping a lot earlier. They literally they legitimately just did this to him last weekend at Fenway Park. Like I'm pulling up I'm pulling up the box score. Okay, Garrett Cole, ninety four pitches, six innings. So that's actually not that bad. Yeah. But, it it again, like, that's, I think, probably the target. That's that's not a bad position. It's though, not right a there. bad I mean, position. That's, normally, for innings, him, that's a seven-inning start for him, 110 pitches. It was six innings, three runs, 94 pitches. Like, that's kind of what I'm expecting again. Well, yeah. I mean, the Yankees should be able to get... The Yankees should absolutely be able to score runs on Nathan Avaldi. They haven't before the last game, but last game they jumped on him early and he was out. So, I don't... Was he having a bad day? Had the Yankees just figured out and had a good really good approach against him. It's not like he's that tricky. So So let's do a little lineup talk. All right. Who's the uh I mean there's really not many questions because of injuries. Like obviously Voight's on the IL, so Rizzo's the first baseman. DJ's on the I. L. So we pretty much know the influence. Today's lineup is pretty much the lineup about Sanchez and heggy I'm thinking I'm thinking the same thing. And so the batting order. Today, though, had uh, the batting order today had Glaber leading off. Would you do that? Uh, I don't mind it. The way he's swinging the bat right now, I don't mind it. So, I mean, I, I think when, when when the beginning of the season was here and I was, you know, hopefully for a big year from Glaber, I was looking at him as, you know, he's a top, top of the order type bat. So I have no problem with him being. You know, I actually could see them leading off Gardner and I don't hate it at this point because, Say what you want about Brett Gardner. And I think that he's, I can't believe he's still playing such a major role on this team, but he does normally put together pretty good at bats. If he's against a lefty, very good, long at bats. If it's against a lefty, it, it's not great, but obviously it's a Valdi. And because Higgy is going to be catching batting ninth, probably, I could see them going with Gardner leading off, then, then Judge, Rizzo, Stan, or something, something like that. But I don't know, maybe they don't want to go lefty-lefty to start because Rizzo hit second today. I also wouldn't hate it if Rizzo's leading off um, and judge two, stand three. Whatever whatever it is, we pretty much know the starters and Gardner will be in center field. Higgy will be catching. And I think I think Odor will be playing third base. But I, yes. guess, I guess they could start Velasquez or Wade at short and put... Put uh, if they're going like, oh, we just want defense. We have trust in Cole. Like Cole, I could see Cole going to Boone and being like, listen, I'm not allowing runs today, but I also want my best defense out there. So put Velasquez or Wade at shortstop and Geo at third base. If they go all defense, that would be very surprising. Because then I think what they're trying to do is score a bunch of runs early on Evaldi and, and then, then put their defenders to the defense. in. Yes, yeah. I think if you if you go out there with the with the mentality that you're going to, uh, you know, just play for the on the defensive side, then that's that's just not the way that the Yankees play. Now, if they if they had mixed some of this in, you know, recently and actually put in uh, some of these guys, and you, we saw the, the the them stealing bases and like going back to that type of baseball then then okay that's something but we haven't done that in so long it seems like it would be a very 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 big shift from what they're doing currently yeah we obviously don't know what the roster is going to be for the wild card game yet but i i do you think they would carry both velazquez and wade i mean defense is at a premium right now you in, in later later in the uh, in the game and they don't have they're missing bodies they're missing a good amount of bodies so yeah would not surprise me Ursh- cuz what happens when arshella if he's if he's banged up and you know right. second third inning he's a guy that that can't that can't they play, can't to. move laterally well you have to yeah yeah you kind of have to and Glaber's a, Glaber's a liability you got Odor playing out of position you got yeah. Urshela playing out of position and banged up yeah uh, there's a number of things that you got to do yeah and I mean you could th- in theory well no that's it you you could if if uh, if Urshela's feeling okay he could play at third Odor could play at second. Worst case scenario, you could go Glaber back at short if you needed to, but... That's worst case scenario. <laughs> that's bad. That's not good. I'm thinking if there's like a one-run lead in the eighth inning and Glaber Torres just hit in the last inning, you're pulling Glaber out of the game and you're putting Wade at second base and you might even then shift Geo over to third and put Velasquez at short. Maybe. You also, if that's the... You know, you probably can't do both just because you're... You also want to keep one of those guys to pinch run if you need know Probably. You you're right, but and Velasquez is the better base stealer. Uh Wade's probably got faster base to base speed, but I think Velasquez is the better base runner and the the better the, the guy that's going to steal a base better. Wade's yeah. jumps have not been looking good lately. Yeah. Um and his slides haven't been looking good. His either. slides have not been <laughs> great. Yeah, so it's it's how are you feeling about this about this game? What's your confidence level? I'm excited. I, I don't The confidence level thing, I'm, I I don't know, seven, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think that the Yankees are going to put together a, a good offensive, um, I want to say game plan. I think they're going to come out and be able to, after this weekend, you think you're confident in the offense? See, I'm more confident that the bullpen. Do you know why I'm more confident in the offense? Because they did dog shit this weekend. That's why I'm confident because it's going to swing back. It's going to swing back. That's what this. Stuff. Haven't you watched this team? Yes, I have. I don't know when forth, the pendulum is going to actually swing, though. I don't know if it's going to be today or if it's going to be next March. <laughs> well, you know what? There's we're going to find out pretty <laughs> soon. But at, at least uh, you know they they still have it in them. It's 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 waiting to be unleashed. I have more confidence that the pitching staff as a whole, so Cole plus the bullpen of the guys we mentioned, will hold down the Red Sox to a reasonable number of runs. I don't think it's I don't think the Red Sox are gonna put up like a nine spot or a seven spot or something crazy like that. So I have confidence, especially in the bullpen right now. Um, and you know, Boone was going batter to batter on a lot of guys. I mean you can't you can't literally go batter to batter because of the three batter minimum, but he made a lot of pitching changes. And you know, Saturday, Montgomery's out there just getting smoked and they just leave him out there to dry. Not even a mound visit, which infuriated me. So he, Monty gives up seven runs. Not once did Blake or Boone go out there to talk to him. The Rays, on the other hand, their pitchers, they got base runners and they're running out, the coaches are running out there. And Kay and Singleton are making fun of the Rays. Like, oh, here they come again, huh? You only have six mound visits. The Rays pitching staff is freaking unbelievable. They won 100 games. Shut up, idiots. It works. I mean, I don't know how much the the mound visits are... are, are they immediately they shut the Yankees down after the mound visit. Because they're better. That's why. Because they're better. They had something. Fine. But you they, agree? They, they do our next level. Like you, yeah, gotta, you give up that many runs. You should go out and talk to your guy. There's no yeah. doubt. Yes. Yeah, okay. That, that's my point there. It's like, don't let your your starting pitcher get out. And Montgomery's been good all year. I'm not ragging on Montgomery. He had a bad start. But like you're leaving him out there. He's getting freaking bombarded. and You don't even go out and talk to him. It's It's, it's crazy. But... Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about the game or the weekend before I wanna talk about uh, Ken Singleton for a second. Yeah, let's let's talk about him because this is the second time, right? Because he <clears> Yes. He came back. He yes. had He's pulling a breath more he, he had a little uh He had a little FOMO. Although didn't he announce his retirement and then didn't he say when did he announce his retirement the first time? Wasn't it during the 2019? 2019? And then 2018. Yeah, and then and then K talked him out of it, and then, and so so yeah. Saturday he said I'm retiring at the end of the year, and at this point he threw out the first pitch today. Like they gave him stuff. Like he's he's definitely retiring, and he's been with the YES Network for I believe since the start. And everyone always loves it when when Singleton's calling the games, and as do I. I think he's been a great broadcaster, um, but like he wasn't. I I kind of forget he's still doing games because. Nine out of 10 games, it's Cone, O'Neal, and Kay. Like, that's that's the A team. That's been the A team for three, four years at this point. Yeah. Well, I think it's... In, I mean, the Yes Network does this. They have contracts with guys that have X amount of games, and Kenny Singleton's one of those guys. He's not scripted for the full season. I don't think he wants to be. So he no, but so limited said. Connection. He said, they talked to me about just doing a couple games, and he said... I can't do that anymore because I can't just show up for a couple games not having followed the team the entire right. year because then you sound yeah, like an idiot. It's got to be very hard. Yes. And 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 so like I and he, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true. Imagine imagine if it was like, you know, I called you in to do the podcast like every 3 weeks. You're like like it's tough with, with 162 games if you're not paying attention to pretty much every single game and understand like the feeling and what's happening and there's so many things that shift and ebb and flow. Um, you got to have context to talk about these things too. So he understands that. I appreciate that. I appreciate. Yeah, that it's almost like, uh, you know, if the Yes Network is just assuming he's watching all of these games, but and paying attention uh, as well. But I, that's just not the way it works. I think if you retire, you want to retire. And if there's a game on, well, if you if you want to catch it and you're there, you and catch you, a couple you of catch innings. It, yeah, you catch it. If you don't, then you shouldn't feel obligated or guilty into not watching a game. If you have to cut, if you have to broadcast one in a week and a half, and it's not like a national game, it's like if Joe Buck's calling uh, the Yankees Red Sox game, it's like he can just get some producer notes and like be fine because it's a national audience. But when it's the Yes Network audience, they expect you to know the ins and outs of everything that's going on. And so, like when he talked about that, I was like, yeah, that that makes a ton of sense. And so happy for Singleton. Hope he hope he enjoys retirement. Maybe he'll come back for a third time. He'll he'll pull a he'll pull a Brett Favre. I don't know, but. Um, he could come back and, uh, and and do the play-by-play for the old-timers games. Go yeah, out. and and Mariano was in the booth on Friday plugging his fashion show. Nice. I didn't hear this. <laughs> Tell me so, about the Mariano Rivera f- uh, fashion show. So did, did one of his kids become a designer or something? Apparently, Mariano's always been into fashion, which I had no clue. Obviously. And this is on the Yes Network app, and it was kind of unclear if it's also on Yes Network channel like it might just be on the app but he was there for three innings and it what so at first I thought maybe they were doing a test run and like Mariano might take some Ken singleton games next year and that's why he's in the booth but and this was obviously before singleton announced his retirement but we've kind of known Kenny's like on his way out but he wasn't like talking as if he's a just a color commentator in the booth he was Answering questions from Singleton and K, so it kind of was an awkward three innings, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I also, it's I a do fashion know, show from Mariana Rivera. Like, what, what bizarre what, world? Do we, we what kind of a fashion in? show was it? It's is he, like is, he, is it like casual wear? Is it is it uh is it more formal wear? I'm getting the name of the show because I, I forget I'm forgetting the the name of it. Um. First of all, when you're saying fashion show, I'm thinking of like a one singular event fashion show that you confuse the hell out of me when you're saying that. And then you're like, oh, it's on the, on the, on the channel. There's literally nothing about it on the internet. I mean, I would watch Mariana Rivera break down some, uh, some, some clothing. So, so to be honest, I don't remember specifically what his, what the show is about. I know it was a fashion show because I wrote it down in the notes. And I said, "Fashion show? How is this what Mariano Rivera is doing right now?" So I'm sorry, I don't know the actual specifics of his fashion show. If it's like a runway show, if he's gonna be like, if it's gonna be like Mariano's next top model, that's the name of the show. I hope that's it. Mariano's next top closer, and then they're they're just doing the, the.
0: the, Oh, you know what they teach? You know what he's teaching people?
1: He's teaching people how to cut clothings because he throws a cutter. You should stop. <laughs> oh man, I'm looking up um, Evaldi right now. the The last time the Yankees faced him, it was last weekend. Cole, I know. I want to see what the lineup was. In um, what was that day? Oh, they're going backwards here. Okay, so that was uh. All right, so we're looking at this. Let's see if how how close to this lineup they actually go to. They had LeMahieu leading off. Obviously, we can't do that. Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Glaber, Urshela, Guardy, Higgy. So they could swap Guardy for LeMahieu and throw in Rizzo there, and there's your lineup. Art, or, I'm sorry, be, Rizzo, um, Odor. This would be the seventh time of all these facing the Yankees this year. That's a lot. Stan had three hits off of him. Rizzo had two. Glaber had three hits in that game. No, I know Gleber is going to be playing. No, I know, but I'm I'm wondering if you're right. I could see Guardy leading off too. Guardy had two hits on the day as well. Would not surprise me if Guardy was in the leadoff spot. But this is, you know, if they're trying to roll out something similar to what they did last time, I could see them going with with Guardy in the, um, in the leadoff spot and just keeping everything. Wait, off did you say Rizzo same. hit? It went Guardy Rizzo against Evaldi last time. No, it went Lemayhu. Rizzo, oh, right, right, so right. LeMay, you obviously so, is so there. So here's I the t- reason t- swapping him for Gardner and then just pretty much keeping it the same. But Rizzo, then it's lefty lefty to start, and I I think they're trying to avoid the lefty lefty for any bullpen matchups. So I that's the only reason why I think Labor would still lead off. But you could get around that by just going Gardner Judge Rizzo Stanton or Gardner Gardner uh, Judge Stanton Rizzo. Like you could easily get around this. You're right, but for that reason and that reason only, you're right. You're absolutely right. Glaber's going to be in the leadoff spot. It's going to be Glaber, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Urshela, um, uh, Odor, Gardy, Higgy. Mm, yeah, that's probably the lineup. It's fine. This is what? It yeah, means. it's fine. <laughs> and then and you have and then you're probably going to have the two infield guys on the bench to come in for defense wherever the, wherever you need them because we just don't know. We don't know what we don't know what that's going to look like at the end of the game, especially if Gio is banged up.
0: That's so, going to be
1: a tough spot. Again, this is of all these seven starting against the Yankees. He had six innings, eight hits, two runs, seven and two-thirds innings, seven hits, one run, five innings, two hits, one run, seven and two-thirds innings, seven hits, two runs, five innings, seven hits, two runs, and then obviously the one which they hit him Two and two thirds, seven hits, seven runs. Every other time, it's been two or fewer runs in at least five innings. And that was the call. So the call start that you're, this is, he gave up those three runs in the sixth inning. Five shutout yes. out innings. It was a three so, run home run. It was, wasn't it Devers who hit the three run home run? Yeah. Devers so, is yeah. the guy in that lineup that scares that Devers. Scares is the, Devers is definitely the, Devers is by far the guy. And, um, J.D. Martinez left the game today. I don't know if that was a, yeah, I don't know what the, the. Speaking of ankle injuries. So Tyon pitched today, which is, was surprising when I saw the announcement that he was going to pitch because I thought his season was done. And I guess after the game, he said, doctors told him you can't make the injury any worse. So he's like, fuck it. I'm pitching. I love that. I love that. And you know, he you know what him, him pitching today. That was a big deal. I think that was a big deal for him, his confidence. I think that he gets, you know, he goes out there and and pitches well. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, it's not his last start of the season right? or a last appearance. I, I honestly don't know that he'd get a start if they do make it to the ALDS, but he would obviously pitch at some point. Um, and he was he was good enough today. Three plus innings. He he didn't give up a run. He was in a little bit of trouble, and they were just basically going batter to batter. So so they had to pull him, but. So do All you right. see them on Tuesday going going at this game similar to this? Would they would they pull Cole in a situation like they did Tyon? Fourth inning, you know, walks a guy, gets in a little bit of trouble. No, uh, no, I don't think so. But fifth inning, definitely sixth inning. If Cole's walking a guy and he's up 96 pitches, he's getting pulled out of the game. But fourth inning, I don't think so. Zero-zero ball game, fourth inning. No, they're not going to pull him in. I don't think. I think you pay Cole thirty six million dollars. Devers, Devers in the hole. You pay Cole thirty six million dollars to pitch through the fourth inning in a one game wild card. You don't think Boone comes in and pulls, uh, brings in Wandy Rodriguez to to um, to pitch to? Is Wandy Rodriguez the love child of Joyly Rodriguez and Wandy Peralta? <laughs> Is that what I said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could see, I could see Boone doing some shit like that, and Gary Cole will, you know, yeah. de- will will demasculate him again on the mound mat- in Fenway. Imagine that! Imagine that scene! Imagine that scene in Fenway it, Park. They're they're arguing with each other on the mound. That place would go. Buff. Bitch slaps Boone back to the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fourth inning. I don't think he's getting pulled. I could see fifth inning, no score or say one one run game. If you're down though, say you're down. If you're down one nothing in the fourth inning and Cole's thrown 83 pitches and he walks a guy. Devers coming up. If you get anybody in the middle of that order coming up, I would not be surprised if they pulled him. He might get pulled. In that that situation, he would get pulled. But if it's no runs on the board, if if Cole has not allowed a run to that point, he's not getting pulled. And likely that'd be the second time he's facing Devers and Martinez and, and Bogarts and all those guys. Um, Cole's a three plus rotation through the through the order guy. But again, this is not April Garrett Cole. This is September Garrett Cole, which I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. So that's gonna wrap up today's show. Scott and I are going to be back recording after the wild card game and after every single game that the Yankees play in the playoffs. If they do make it past the wildcard game, I believe the ALDS starts on Thursday. So we will have also a Thursday preview episode, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Next time we talk to you will be after Tuesday night's hopeful win and not giant disappointment. Any last words for the people? I'm excited for it, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. This this it feels like this season should come down to a one game, you know, figure it out. New York Yankees versus the Red Sox. The way that the season's gone, it's, I feel like first it's first time a, ever winner take all playoff game for the Yankees at Fenway Park. Good. I love it. I hope I hope the boombox comes out because the Yankee the Red Sox can't you know they they can't say anything <laughs> if at that you point you bring the it's, box it's out over. they can't they can't yeah, get back is, at you till next year i hope they bring it they're they're ready to talk so, as much shit as they want to after this game because it's over it's all, it's all over after this so it's going to be fun it's i mean this is game 7 this is this is it game 7 comes on the first game of the playoffs it's crazy it's it's a it's a strange feeling but
0: having been these two to teams two teams of wild filtered, card
1: games i went to the 17 and 18 wild card games they're two of the best Atness, baseball atmospheres I've ever been to. Yep. People shit all over the wild card. They were shitting on it because the Yankees were playing in it. But frankly, if you don't win your division, you shouldn't just automatically get a ticket to the playoffs. Okay? The wild card game, I think, is a very cool thing, and I actually like it. People, I mean, yeah, that's why. It's it's because people want the the series. People want the series, and that's that's fine. But you're, your there's division, no possible you way series. you can argue against the atmosphere of a wild card winner-take Winner take all game. It's a game seven. You can't you can't talk against that as far as a live atmosphere at a game. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. That 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 2017 game was ridiculous. The craziest sporting game. event I've ever been to. Yeah, it was insane. It was ten thirty at night it was the bottom of the second inning and David Robertson was throwing nine thousand pitches. Yeah, and I just got chills. Seeing David Robertson pitch against Brett Carter today was very weird. I was very like, what weird. You looked good. And he looked good. Why the hell did the Yankees go after him? Oh, that's right. There's bad blood there now. The yeah, uh, you know, no. It, I I don't like seeing David Robertson on the Rays team now too. Like, oh great, now they have fucking Houdini. Also, he, he's probably not going to make the their playoff ro- uh, really? roster. Really, I would absolutely put him in there. The, the man, the man has been there, done that so many times and been effective. If he does make their playoff roster, I have no doubt he will escape a bases loaded jam in the playoffs. Absolutely, and I just well, if the Yankees get to that point, I hope they, <laughs> I hope they are in, in a position where that is there. But all right, yeah. no, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully everybody's geared up and um, just throw all of our emotions out there again. We got just, why not? We've been doing My, it for my advice is get to bed early on Monday night because it's going to be a long ass night on, on Tuesday. We'll talk to you guys. Talk to you guys after the game. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show.